Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy, the podcast that empowers you to transform life's challenges into opportunities for personal growth and healthier relationships. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. As experienced therapists with backgrounds in addressing trauma and mental health disorders, we believe there is hope and there certainly is healing. We've spent our lives supporting people through the ups and downs, and we want to share these insights with you. Together, we'll unravel the layers of personal growth healing from trauma, and building healthy relationships. Each week, we'll bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and practical strategies to help you heal from the past, foster healthy communication, and develop enduring love. This podcast is your guide to transforming adversity into triumph, healing wounds and past trauma, gaining wisdom and insight, and creating meaningful, fulfilling connections. So if you're here to heal, to better understand yourself or your relationships, you're in the right place. So sit back, get comfortable, bring your trauma and your drama, and let's start healing. Welcome Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you here listening today. If you haven't already, we'd really appreciate it if you take a little bit of time and you'd review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the podcast to grow and then allows people to find it who might need to hear the information that we're talking about here. All right, let's jump right in. So what we're going to be doing is continuing on in a series of apologies that we started two episodes ago. We first talked about what unhealthy apologies look like, then we talked about what healthy apologies look like, and now we're going to talk about examples about how over-apologizing can be unhealthy and not helpful to your situation. Early on in our marriage, we ran into an issue where I felt like Tim wasn't apologizing for some of the things that he was doing. And I was really getting kind of frustrated. If we got into a conflict, I would genuinely apologize. But what I didn't realize was that I was apologizing for everything, not just for my part, but for even more than my part. Because I really wanted peace in our marriage, and I wanted to be okay with Tim at that moment. But what I didn't realize was that by me over-apologizing, It was contributing to Tim not apologizing because he felt like, okay, well, we're good now or things are okay or she's already apologized for everything. So there's nothing left to take responsibility for. In my mind, by apologizing, I felt like I was doing the right thing. But over apologizing and taking on responsibility for things that aren't yours isn't healthy either. And so even though my heart was right and I wanted to make things right, I was doing our relationship a disservice, and then over time, I would get frustrated and resentful because even though I wanted peace in that moment, and Tim and I worked things out and we were okay, after the fact, I would think, man, he didn't apologize at all. And then that would begin to frustrate me and eat at me. But then it was the same cycle where something would happen, there was some kind of misunderstanding or miscommunication, and we'd have a conflict, and then again, I would over-apologize. And things would smooth out, we'd be okay. And then I'd start to think again, even this situation, he didn't apologize. And it's not that he never apologized, because he did. But in situations where it was kind of a big deal to me, when I would take on all the responsibility, there really was nothing left for him to take on. In trying to remember back to those times and where my mind was at, I think a part of what was at play in those moments was probably a little bit of pride where she would apologize and take responsibility for the event. I wasn't quite in the ready state of mind to apologize yet. And so I ended up taking it as an easy out where then I wouldn't have to deal with or manage my own pride 
and I would just let her take the fall for it. But I think with the majority of situations you run into, when you're getting into a conflict with your spouse, most of the time both people have done something wrong, and both people have things that they could apologize for. Even if it is an apology for, I'm sorry if I conveyed myself that way, I wasn't being very clear, it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, I did something objectively bad, but when you're not being as clear, you're not putting in as much good into that situation as you could for it to be understood by your partner. Or if you feel like your partner did 90% of the wrong and you only did 10%, then it can feel like, oh, they should apologize because they did 90% wrong. But even if you only did 10% wrong, you still need to take accountability for that 10%. Right. So not necessarily apologizing for, like you said, that you did something wrong, but even for areas that maybe next time hey, I'm going to improve on this. I'm sorry I didn't handle this the best way that I could have, but I'm going to work on this next time. And I do even think if your partner approaches you wrong and maybe they're in a combative attitude and then you respond poorly to them because of that, you could still apologize for allowing your feathers to get ruffled, for allowing yourself to react in an angry way. Now, you can go back and you can blame them. Well, if they wouldn't have come at me that way, then I wouldn't have responded this way. But it still is that personal responsibility. Even though they had a bad behavior, it doesn't clear or excuse your own bad behavior. You still have to manage what you do and what you say, regardless of what your partner does or says. So one of the things that over-apologizing does is it creates a pattern of over-responsibility. It's like you're consistently taking on too much responsibility, and it can lead to that pattern where you always feel the need to fix things, or like in my case, I just wanted things to be okay. I didn't want us to continue arguing or continue to be in conflict. So even when it wasn't my responsibility or my job, I kind of took that on and created this pattern of over-responsibility. I think that kind of boils down to the situation we were talking about between me and you where you were taking on the responsibility and I was also letting you have it. And so then it can create this dynamic where you can be just beating yourself up and overly negative towards yourself and then making everything your fault. But then that can also put you in a situation of powerlessness where there are things that are dependent on other people's behavior. And if you take responsibility for that other person's failed behavior, then you actually have no power in that situation. And the other person gets away scot-free with that. And then it allows them to continue on. You almost enable bad behavior in people sometimes when you take over responsibility for situations. Oh, yeah. Speaking to what you're saying, I think apologizing for things that aren't your responsibility can create this sense of guilt or feeling like, oh, I'm always doing things wrong. And that's emotionally and mentally draining. But that can also lead to that resentment that I was talking about and that I was feeling. And so over apologizing can also lead to unnecessary guilt as well as resentment. And I think, too, it can erode your self-esteem. It can make you feel less important or less valuable. If you're always the one stepping up to the plate, taking the responsibility or the fall, it makes you feel like, okay, I'm not very valuable. They're more valuable than me because they're never the one who's messing up. Even though in your mind you might know that they mess up and they've done things wrong, when we say things out loud, it actually has a power over how we perceive situations. And so if you're always apologizing, somebody else is never apologizing to you, and you're always taking that responsibility over these things then it can actually make you just feel less valuable in yourself as a person. And I think there are some areas where people apologize, where apologies aren't always necessarily the greatest option to go with. So sometimes people might be running late and they might say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm running late, versus an alternative can be, oh, thank you so much for being patient. So when you're doing an apology, 
a lot of times in that type of situation, I think it can cause someone's brain to lean towards negative or negative emotions versus if you appreciate them for being patient with you while you're late, then that can cause them to lean towards positive feelings because then you just started that conversation off with a compliment towards them as opposed to asking them for like some level of forgiveness for being tardy. Another thing over-apology can do is it can cause you to avoid real issues. So I think in this situation where we were talking about Ruth and I, earlier in our relationship where I wasn't taking on any of the responsibility, I think really getting deeper down into what the issue was, is it was what we talked about in, I think, the first episode on apologies, where I was that crockpot. It took me a while to heat up, but then it took me a while to cool down. And so she would be apologizing before I would be ready. And so it would put me in a position where I felt like I was forced to do a fake apology or not accept responsibility. And so then I would choose to lean towards not accepting responsibility as opposed to making a fake apology. And I even think that we talked about it later where I said, hey, just don't apologize to me first. Just give me time and wait for me to come to you and apologize, because if you do it first, you're going to do it too soon and I'm going to be too upset and then I won't want to do it. But if you wait, I'll cool down. And then once I've cooled down, then I will feel remorseful for my bad behavior and then I will want to come and apologize. And then she's going to get a good and genuine apology. It may not be when she initially wanted it, but I think anybody out there, if you think, okay, if I get a good genuine apology, but it's later than I wanted it versus a disingenuous forced apology, everybody's going to choose. I would rather wait and get that genuine apology rather than get that forced or disingenuous apology earlier. So those quick apologies from her were avoiding a deeper conversation and identifying that I was just struggling in that moment and I wasn't quite ready, and that if I had more time, I would be ready. Because if we do those quick apologies and then we're just seeking to shut down the conflict, then it doesn't cause the other person to think more deeply, why am I struggling with this? Why am I having a hard time apologizing? And then after we dug more into it, that's what we were able to figure out. So a good example of this happened this week. My kids were going to bring this Skittles guessing game to a holiday market that we were having. And so Tim was helping them count out all the Skittles and he was, you know, double counting and putting it in. But a couple of the kids were upstairs still and one of the kids asked if they could go downstairs and help. And so I said, yeah, go and help dad. And I was still upstairs and I could immediately tell that something had gone wrong. What happened was they were just about at the end of counting out all these Skittles. And to put into perspective, there was 1,816 in there. And they were just on maybe the last grouping of it. And when that child came in and reached in and messed up the counting, Tim was understandably frustrated. So after a few words back and forth, I came downstairs and I talked to that child and I said, hey, you need to make things right with your dad. And they did. They said their piece. And usually we end with some kind of show that we're okay, like a hug or something like that. So I was going to send them back over to Tim to have them hug him. But when I looked at Tim, I mouthed and I asked him if I should, and he said no. And I could tell that he wasn't ready yet. And so I sent them back upstairs, and they got ready for bed. But not too long after that, when Tim was ready, he pulled them out of bed and let them come back down and help and recount. And he apologized for how he reacted. And it was a genuine apology. And his show that we were okay was allowing them to help count the second time around. And so if I had intervened and had sent them over to Tim and forced them to make things right, then that would have been it. 
Tim would probably have given them a cold and short hug that really wouldn't have been reassuring or truly showing that, hey, we're okay. But because we waited, when he was ready, it was a genuine apology. And that child, after they counted it out together, all 1,816, they had a great time. And I could see that things were truly repaired. Yeah, I do think that if uh, you would have pressed the hug in that moment, I definitely would have given them the hug, but I definitely wouldn't have probably gone and got them out of bed to finish the counting. And I think a part of that was having them help to repair the mistake that they had made, that that also was a part of the healing effect, but that the hug that we had afterwards literally was like a minute or two minutes long. They just didn't want to let go after that, and I think they felt much better and much more connected after that. But it was a thing where I had decided at a certain point, I was like, okay, I feel better now, but also I need to go and repair this interaction. But after I had calmed down, the first thing that came to mind was inviting them to come and help finish counting because they had actually kind of missed basically the entire count before. And now they got to participate in more of the count than the other kids did. And then on top of that, then we got to have this exchange where we were able to reconcile the hurt that we had between us. And then it was a really sweet moment where when I was saying goodnight, they just didn't want to let go. And I think it was a very healing and repairing moment. But that's an interesting thing, though, where you have to allow some people to have some amount of time in order for them to reconcile their initial feelings before you're likely to get any level of apology. And the last thing that we're going to talk about that over-apologizing does is it hinders personal growth and can lead to miscommunication with yourself as well as the other person. So what I mean by that is over-apologizing can lead to confusion about what you're actually feeling and what your thoughts are in that situation. Because if you're so used to apologizing for everything, and you really are just trying to make things okay and not rock the boat, then you don't really take the time that you need to sit and think, how am I feeling about this? I'm a little hurt, or I'm a little disappointed, or I feel betrayed. And really sitting down and thinking through, what are you truly feeling in this moment? And I think a lot of times I've seen clients who don't allow themselves to be angry. And in situations where it really would be understandable that they're upset, they've just so often taken on that responsibility and haven't sat long enough with their feelings. And so there is this misunderstanding or this miscommunication with themselves of what they're truly feeling. And then it's a misunderstanding and miscommunication with the other person because they don't know how they're feeling or they don't know that it's okay to be upset, or there's a fear there, whatever the case, so then they're not expressing it to the other person. And like our example, the other person thinks everything's okay. And it hinders personal growth because by not acknowledging and confronting situations that you're not at fault, you might miss opportunities for that personal growth and learning to really set healthy boundaries. Because for someone who apologizes more than they should or takes on responsibility more than they should, that's a scary thing sometimes to set boundaries because they don't know if the other person is going to retaliate back or put the blame on them. Or maybe they've just never tried, so it's just this fear of the unknown. I don't know what will happen if I do that. Or maybe they do know and they've tried and they've gotten a lot of lashback from it. But continuing in this cycle of over-apologizing really does hinder you from learning to set those healthy boundaries and the opportunities for that personal growth. 
All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the series on apologies. We hope that you appreciated it and that it helps you to understand better what are unhealthy dynamics and what are healthy dynamics within apologies. And so this week, go out and find someone to apologize to. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? Also, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It lights us up to know that this podcast is helping you. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group. Just click the link in the description below. Although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. If you are struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or feeling hopeless or suicidal, you are not alone. Help is available. Please seek professional help or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988. Thank you again for joining us on Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Remember, there's always hope and there's always help.